This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. This is The Tailgate, though today is a little different than our typical show. In fact, today might end up being one of our longest shows because we're celebrating a national championship today, back-to-back for the OU women's gymnastics team, third time in four years, and what a lineup of guests that we have for you, six of the student-athletes from the OU women's gymnastics team will join us, assistant coaches Lou Ball and Tom Haley, and we'll kick things off with head coach K.J. Kindler coming up here in just a few minutes. But as always, thank you so much for downloading the Sooner Sports Podcast. You can subscribe through Soonersports.tv slash podcast, or you get every podcast and every piece of audio that we put out, from game highlights to the Monday morning refresher, by subscribing through iTunes and searching Sooner Radio Network, a lot of ways to get involved and be involved with the Sooner Sports Podcast. And give us a follow on Twitter, at OU on the air and at Sooner Sports TV. What a weekend. What a weekend it was in St. Louis after maybe not its best performance on Friday. The Sooners still advanced to the Super 6 and absolutely dominated the field in winning their third national championship in the last four years. Coming up today, you'll hear from Chase Capps. You'll hear from Maggie Nichols. Natalie Brown will be dropping by. Uh, Alex Marks will be on the program. Mackenzie Walford and, you know, we've got to get to all the inside stories like Maggie bouncing back from the fall on the beam. The job that Chase Capps did in leading things off. And we actually had the national championship trophy get dropped in the celebration. We'll find out who did it and why it happened coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So a very busy, action-packed show. Let's get after it, shall we? We start things off by obviously welcoming in the head coach of the OU Women's Gymnastics Program and now three-time national champion, K.J. Kindler. And coach is already out on the road recruiting, but we called her up and just kind of had her lay out the schedule post-championship. What's next for her? Oh, it's been crazy. You know, it's been very fast and the travel was right away in the morning, and I'm on the road already, so, you know, things are happening. <laughs> Life doesn't stop. <laughs> when you're on the road, yeah, it doesn't stop. Now, when you say you're on the road, Coach, is this now a, a prime recruiting season for you? What's what's the travel consist of after, uh, after the title on Saturday? It's interesting because women's gymnastics doesn't have any recruiting restrictions except for two dead periods that are one week long. So it's prime recruiting time all the time. And for us, following that right now, we're, we need to be out there, obviously. <laughs> when did you – it it's been interesting, and obviously we've, we've learned a lot this season in having the, the blessing to talk to you, Coach. But when did, when did you have a feeling that we've got this? I mean, I watched all the interviews, including – I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I kind of fancy myself a sideline reporter, so I legit wanted to grab someone and tell them, what are you doing whenever she's like, Coach, you got any jokes for us? I'm like, listen, we're in the middle of trying to win a championship here, and you're trying to get Coach to tell jokes. Um, but but, but in all reality, when did you know on Saturday that this team was on? When did you know that they were ready to empty the tank? Uh, well, there were, there were two moments that I think were key for us. Um, the first was the very first routine, Chase Caps. You know, the day before she had had a step on her dismount, I knew LSU was on floor, and it is their best event. And they were lights out the day before on that event. They were 49.7, which is a ridiculous number. And so we were on bars, and uh, I felt like we really needed to match what they were doing on floor, which meant we were going to have to be amazing. And so – that very first routine was going to be so important to set the tone for the night. And who, who better to have that opportunity than Chase Cap? You know, our amazing senior, great leader, tons of experience and, and confidence. And so when she stuck that dismount, you know, a little twinge in me said, we are here tonight, you know. And then um, I would say after balance beam, because you never count out balance beam, you know. So you've always got to go there before you can be – 
100% (laughs) sure that things are on. So uh, we went bars and straight to beam. And so after that fifth beam routine, when Maggie got the 10, I knew, I knew that we were totally rolling and that it would take, you know, something really unreal to stop us. I love watching in the background for you because, and I don't know how many people have uh, have told you about this, but that look of pure elation whenever Maggie had dismounted from the beam and you just knew that, I know that it's in the judge's hand and scoring-wise, but after what had happened to her on Friday afternoon, Coach, we saw the look on your face, we saw the emotion, but can you take us through, can you even describe that feeling that you had whenever Maggie had nailed her beam routine in the Super 6? Yeah, she was she was literally devastated the day before. She felt um, a lot of disappointment, I think, because she was afraid we were we were disappointed. She doesn't like to make mistakes, and she doesn't make them, you know, <laughs> very rarely. And so, um, you know, I talked to her that evening, actually, and tr- tried to get her head in the right spot and, and get her back on track. Um, she was beating herself up a little bit. So uh, that, that night, um, I actually removed the skill that she fell on. And I did that because, you know, I know how beam works as a coach. I know how mentally it can mess right. with your mind. And I knew that if I removed that skill, she would then, you know, get that feeling of confidence back. And I think that was, that was an important thing um, to, to give her that little bit of lift she needed. But I'll tell you, when she mounted the beam, I knew she, she had an agenda. She was so... Um, so sharp, so quick with her dance, and that and that to me is a sign that she is she is on and she knows it. And her her face, she just seemed very at ease and very comfortable. <laughs> and so, when, yeah, when she stuck her dismount, which by the way, that's the hardest dismount you're going to see in the NCAA. It's very difficult to do, let alone stick. And when she stuck it, it number one, I just knew our team was was there and number two i was so happy for her to clinch that that was great hey hey, coach can you kind of take us through from here on out and let me rewind a little bit when you see that passion and that energy that this fan base has for this gymnastics squad of all the fan bases that were there and obviously we're winning so that's a big deal but when you see that celebration and when you see that energy and you see that following and you see that just absolute elation i mean it's got to make you feel pretty good about where the fan support is for this team right now yeah i mean we we definitely were um were dominant in the arena i would say there were tons of senior fans there and uh we, we helped them out. We brought them some light-up sticks and pom-poms and shirts and all sorts of things. <laughs> and it's, it's so fun to do, like, to plan those things for them because they are just groupies. They're total groupies. Um, and they, they were out in droves that night, and they were so excited. And I think, you know, everyone was a little on edge after the prelims performance, not only by our team, which was, you know, average really for us and or I'll say good. You know, it was good. It was not great. Um, it was not our best. But then LSU followed us up that evening um, and killed it and beat our score by five-tenths in the earlier session. Wow. So our fans knew it was going to be a battle. You know, it was going to be tough. And so um, they were totally in support, obviously. They were going nuts. Um Joe Castiglione, blue chalk. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know how AJ does that partner floor routine? I think he was hesitant at first, but then he went for it. <laughs> so that That's was so cool awesome. to see him so excited. And, um, and, and honestly, all our fans, they were great. They were absolutely great. You know, when we talked right before you went, you gave me numbers. And you said, hey, you want to see us right around, I think you had said a 40 uh, – probably lost my note here but i think it was around 48 or 49 which was where you were and from a numbers perspective coach you guys weren't necessarily where you wanted to be 49.3 is what you told me pre-event and up uh and and i know that you weren't where you wanted to be after friday so there's been a lot of talk about it i think you guys uh, i think the girls got together maybe three times uh what was it that was the message what clicked from friday to saturday for this team 
Yeah, um, the girls, we actually didn't meet with the girls that night. They definitely um, had were having a mental break. It was the coaches that were like, we got to do something big. <laughs> you know, there's got to be a way to get them on track here. And what we do is going to set the tone for, for the night and going to put their brains in a place for the day, you know, leading up to this competition, which isn't until 8 p.m. at night. And um, we just felt, I just really feel that they are, first of all, they're amazing student athletes, but they are such good listeners. I mean, they truly listen to our messages you know, they're, they're not the type to blow off what we're saying. They, like, buy in. They completely buy in. So I knew what we would say to them would be super important because they were going to buy into whatever it was. And we met several times. We've been through this scenario before in 2015 when we were undefeated, and we were the favorite, and we went into that meet and ended up third. And I, I think we, you know, we avoided too much talking about winning because we didn't want to put the pressure on them. And this time we just took the opposite approach. And um, we talked about ending on empty. We talked, we said, we are going to win this. We are going to win this. And I feel like they sensed our confidence and, and totally fed off it. And they've, you know, puffed their chests out for the rest of the day leading up to the meet and, and just knew it was going to happen. And so um, it was quite, it was an intense meeting. It, that wasn't all of it, but, um, it was short and sweet and to the point. So they, they got the message and obviously they executed it. And, uh, you had a little dance routine that the moms and the fans had put together too. I mean, if that doesn't get you in the mood, what will, right? I know. I learned it actually. They sent me a video of it. Did you? But I, yeah, I didn't get down early enough to join in though. <laughs> That's great. Hey, a, a couple of final thoughts here, real quick, and, and I know you're busy, and we're going to have all the girls up and your assistant coaches tomorrow, and, and I hate it that you can't be here, but I know you're going to be traveling, and I can't wait to get you in studio and celebrate at some point, KJ. But can you uh, – I, I think I've asked this question before, but now that it's been finalized with the national championship, can you even put into words what this senior class has meant to you in this program? No. No, I honestly can't. To win three – national championships in your career i mean unreal and um i i don't know if they even realize how how truly it is i mean gosh if if i had told them before they came you're gonna win three they would have probably said oh yeah whatever (laughs) you know sure (laughs) you just want me to come there no but if i had told them that they they wouldn't have believed it you know it is because it was the, you know, it was the first, second, and third. It had never been done before. They are, they are part of something that, you know, was started with them. So just a super incredible experience for them. Amazing careers. They have brought this program so far. We're going to miss them so much. And, uh, and they should be so proud, really. You got me choked up almost there. You got me choked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's not my goal. That's not my goal, Coach. You know that. That's not to get in studio. Uh, Luckily, I'm not I'll ask you your favorite joke. That's true. That's true. All right. Two two quick final two quick final thoughts. Well, one quick final thought because I know you got to get. Can you uh, can you tell us how important it was for Chase, Charity, and Alex to set the tone as your quote unquote uh, leadoff hitters in in the events? Because I mean, if you think about it, you look Charity on the floor a nine nine, uh, Charity on the beam a nine eight five, Chase on the bars a nine eight five, Alex on vault a nine eight five. Again, you you have incredible scores with Maggie with a couple of tens, but when you see your leadoff hitters, if you will, coach, that go out and set that tone, that's got to be incredibly reassuring and confidence-building for everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, and I've said it all year long, that sets everything up, sets everything up. And we pick the, um, you know, a lot of people think you build from weak to strong, but, you know, we don't have a weak link in our lineup. So it's selecting the person that's just right for the job. You know, and those young women are just right for the job. Um, they're strong mentally. They, um, they can put themselves in this amazing place 
and they and they can just execute over and over and over. There's not very many people who can do that. And charity is did not fall on Balance Beam. Balance Beam is the toughest. It, like I said, it is the nerviest event, especially in moments of pressure like this where so much is at stake. And she is she has not missed a Balance Beam routine in two years. I mean, that is incredible. Incredible. And as the starter this year, did not miss. I mean, to have faith and someone that rock solid in that position, gosh, it, it makes you feel great as a coach. And um, and then Alex, just stepping in here in the last three weeks into that first spot, um, and really this was her first routine done at a national championship. And so, you know, this was huge for her, huge confidence builder. Um, she had really started to peak here toward the end of the season and was looking phenomenal, and we, we just felt like she was the right person. And then Chase, of course, you know, Chase just, uh, you just have the utmost confidence in her. And as the anchor on beam, too, to close it out. You know, she's just a, a really a really strong mind. And, gosh, we're really going to miss – we're going to miss both Charity and Chase tremendously. I think there's a common theme that you'll hear from uh, all the student-athletes as we dive into the performers, and that is a little bit of time off. You, know, you get a little break. You get a little relaxation. But you get right after it quickly when these two weeks are up and some will just be able to continue to celebrate like senior chase caps who started her celebration with an acrobatic go figure first pitch before the sooner softball game on tuesday night um i mean it comes pretty naturally i've been doing some of those um skills that i did last night um since i was really little so it didn't really i didn't think anything of it i did have to figure out how i was gonna throw i was thinking after. the same thing too <laughs> and they want you to throw an underhand which yes, is the whole thing, do. right? Yes, and so I had to like choreograph the way I was going to work out of it, and I warmed it up just to make sure I could do it with my hair down because I <laughs> forgot a ponytail holder and you know details, right? Oh yeah, a little bit. Well, they have tons <laughs> of them there. I, I sure. do play by play for all the softball games, mm-hmm. and it was one of those moments to where when someone like you is throwing out the first pitch, I want to be on the air, and when you did it, I wish I had the audio. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of flipped out a little bit because I'm like, oh, she just did a. <laughs> And I kind of panicked, and I was like, a no-handed cartwheel. Was that even close to what you did? Yes, it is a no-handed cartwheel. Good job. Two for two. Two for two. Exactly. It's called an aerial. An aerial. Okay, so when you pull this off again, Mm -hmm. when you come back and they're celebrating the the one-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. I'll know what to say. (laughs) What's what's this been like for you? I mean, you're used to it, right? Three-time national champion. it got to feel pretty special, doesn't it? Um, It does feel very special. I can't say I'm used to it at this point. Um, It's always an honor and a blessing to be able to win a national championship and even just be out on the floor with my team. but this whole experience has been indescribable. I can't really put words to how I feel. There's not that's not necessarily something you can exactly write down or explain, but I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. Did you know that they had the dance routine ready to go in the lobby before you guys took off for the Super <laughs> 6? Well, fun fact, my mom is actually the one in the front. Yeah, that's what I, I put that together. I'm pretty I sure figured that one out. We'll put that one together. And it's um, a little bit of a tradition to put the dance routine. They're like our cheerleaders. And so oh. it's a, yes, so they do it every year, but my mom choreographs a new one each year. And so it's actually kind of cool seeing some of our alumni out there as well this year, like Haley Skamen and Keely yeah. Kamichek. They were out there doing it. So. How important is it to have that, well, not just that support, but you mentioned some of the alums that still are around and supporting the program. I mean, that's got to mean a lot to you guys. It's amazing. It truly is a um, tradition that OU carries on, and it's a legacy. And so just seeing um, those alumni out there supporting us day in and day out, and they still we keep in touch with a lot of them. Keely's still a graduate assistant here on campus, so we get to see her around occasionally. And um, so it's really kind of cool just to be able to talk to them again. And they are very experienced in this. And their senior year was last year. So we were able to talk through a lot of those types of things. And they gave us advice on how to treat our last routines and those types of things. So it's cool. Did you know once you stuck your landing on the bars that it was going to be a special night for this team on Saturday? I knew before the meet even started it was going to be a special night. That seems Um, to be a constant theme today, by the way. (laughs) That's funny. I haven't talked to anybody that's been here yet. <laughs> that's so, <great. laughs> um, That's cool that we're all saying the same thing. But um, just in the warm-up and our pre-meet pep talk and everything, there was this, I don't even know how to describe it, this feeling that everybody kept talking about. And it's, I don't, I can't put words to it, honestly. Um, 
But it was just it was a special day from the get go from the from the morning of and after we had um, won prelims and we knew where we were starting. We knew that we had to put our absolute best foot forward the next day, so we had prepared ourselves mentally and physically to be there the following day. And so, um, just being able to make it all happen the next day was great. And then there's it, it's so unique, and this is something that I'm just fascinated with. Is there's a couple of events where Chase, you set the tone, you're going to lead it off, and it was almost as if it worked out perfect to where you guys started on the bars. I mean, mm-hmm. technically starting on a buy, but where you get to set the tone. And then a couple of events to where you're the anchor. Mm-hmm. So does it change the mindset at all for you whenever you're, say, going into the bars and you're the, you're the leadoff or when you're in the beam and, and you're the last person on the beam after Maggie's 10 and you throw out a 995, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But how does that mindset change from leading off to anchoring? Um, the mindset is obviously going to be a little bit different being number one versus number six. The pressure is going to be slightly different, not the amount of pressure, but the pressure you actually put on put on you um, by the position. But regardless of the spot that you're in, I was um, second up on vault and on floor I was fourth up. So I kind of experienced a lot of different positions um, and the lineups. But they always just want you to go out there and do your absolute best, regardless of your situation. They put you where they think is best and it's all strategic at this point. But um, just being able to go out there and do my absolute best, whether it's the first, second, fourth, sixth, whatever position it is, that's the ultimate goal. We were talking with Coach Haley and Coach Ball, and mm-hmm. I had KJ on yesterday, and they brought up on Friday night, they stayed up late into the night, just kind of going over things, uh, probably putting the finishing touches on KJ's uh, pep talk that she gave <laughs> you guys on Saturday. But for you guys, was it a late night, or did, did you kind of know, hey, we're going to be fine tomorrow? What was it like for the gymnasts? Um, it really wasn't a late night. Uh, I think we all got to bed at a reasonable hour. We luckily had the morning session, which was definitely an advantage for us in our opinion. Um, we had a lot more time to do recovery and that type of stuff. However, we were at the arena until about, I think it was like 10-ish. Oh, wow. Something like that. Doing awards and All-American stuff. and But we headed back pretty quickly. <clears throat> and um, we just... We had already had dinner before we went to the arena, and so we once we were back in the hotel, we were pretty much in for the night. So some of us just tried to calm down from that day and get to sleep, but then I, we got to sleep in the next day. So I, I kind of think that one of the things that you would have to do as a senior is kind of calm down Natalie. She seemed like she was still hot <laughs> about them ruling her out on her floor routine. <laughs> um, well, we all realized there was um, semifinals, which obviously it's still a huge deal. Right. However the ultimate goal is to do our absolute best in finals. And so honestly, I feel like a lot of those little things we had in the back of our minds and we knew that we were not going to make those mistakes or even get close to those mistakes the following day. And so those definitely did give us a little kick in the butt and we were ready to bring it all out there on Super 6 night. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. Was it, uh, I don't want to say odd, but was it unique in knowing you had won and then you have to kind of wait around a little bit before you can truly <laughs> celebrate because uh, UCLA was still on the floor, yes. right? And there was a uh, – I can't remember if it was LSU or someone that was on the bars. You guys had finished up the vault. Boom. It was like six. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. Got it. Everyone stuck their landing. Championship celebration. But then you got to wait a little bit. So mm-hmm. was that a little bit of an odd feeling? It was a little different. Um, my freshman year when we won the national championship, we did end on vault. But – the, we had to wait on floor because it was so close and it was very neck and neck. And then after floor was over, we weren't really sure what had happened because we tied that year. <laughs> and so that year we also we had an idea that we were going to be close. But we never have known in my previous experiences that we had won so early. And so we were having our own dance parties. I'm sure people have seen all the videos. Oh, yeah. and, um, but then again, we wanted to cheer on the rest of the team still going because – they still were fighting for second, third, fourth place. So we want them to ultimately do their best and be placed where the judges think they should be. What's next for you, Chase? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna, no. First of all, you're going to enjoy this, yes, right? Yes, I do have to enjoy this. Um, but I'm doing a fifth-year undergrad, so I will be here, be around for one more year at least. And then after that, hopefully grad school. What's your What's your major? you got a challenging major, right? I do have a slightly difficult major. Um, I'm in health and exercise science. Oof. But I am pre-PA, which is similar to pre-med in a way. Oh my so, and then I have a bio minor. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how, how do you find time for it all? Um, 
a lot of people ask me that. Balance? I honestly don't know how I find time. <laughs> I feel but bad I mean, now asking you to come in for the, to, to interview in the studio. No, I love it. Good. I absolutely love this stuff. Oh. Um, it, Listen, we, we got to go. But before I let you go, I got two mm. more questions. So, Josh, yeah. we, we're going to push a little long here with Chase Caps. <laughs> Your mom. Yeah. And the decision for you to go into gym, and obviously she had been a dancer her whole life. Mm-hmm. How much has she meant to you? And how, I mean, how what was that decision like? Do you even remember it? I was actually 18 months old when I was in gymnastics for the first time. Um, It was always kind of her dream to be able to do it. And her financial situations growing up did not allow for that. And so she knew that if she had a daughter, that was going to be the very first thing that I was in. So I honestly have no idea when I actually made a decision that I was going to be a gymnast. I (laughs) just kind of like worked my way into it, I guess. I was still in diapers at that point. So, um, yeah, we've got numerous pictures of that one. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so gymnastics has kind of always been in my blood. My dad was a gymnast and so are my brothers. So my whole family has done gymnastics at one point and it's just been a blessing that I've been able to carry it through. And then one final thought, I'd I'd asked this of a couple of the seniors who had Mm -hmm. been in today, but for you, if, uh, if given the opportunity and KJ Kindler says, all right, and she might chase, I need you to, to give this group in 2018, a pep talk to expect what would be the advice that you would give this next wave of Sooner Gymnastics, our gymnasts. I would tell them, enjoy every moment. I feel like I just moved in on campus for the first time my freshman year just yesterday. So just enjoying every single moment. It's all just a blessing. Don't take a single second for granted. Um, Even those 6 a.m. workouts that are brutal, they are all (laughs) worth it. And never forget the feeling, especially for these next three classes who are all moving up to senior, junior, and sophomores. Don't forget that feeling of winning that national championship and try to show the freshmen exactly how it feels because I would want everybody to feel that way. It's an incredible experience just being on the Super 6 stage and being able to win a national championship. So just enjoying it. From the senior to the freshman, what a year for Maggie Nichols. Without a doubt, one of the more ballyhooed recruits to ever sign with the University of Oklahoma. And we started by just asking Maggie, what's this moment like for a true freshman to have this kind of success and this kind of team success so quickly in her career? Yeah, I can't even explain what I'm feeling right now. I mean, winning that national championship with my team was just a whole nother feeling. And um, I'm just overjoyed and still on cloud nine right now. And I'm just so happy and I'm so proud of my team. It was interesting because I... I've overread on you, okay? So I know too much Maggie right now, which uh, there's a thousand questions I have, and we maybe have 15 minutes to talk. But when you made the decision uh, the, the, the decision to say, okay, I'm going to step away from Elite for a while, and I'm going to go college, mm-hmm. was that a frustrating time for you or an exciting time for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely it was frustrating just because it was coming off of not making the Olympic team. But um, it was a pretty um, quick decision because – um, I was really excited to come here to Oklahoma, and um, I know I called KJ, and she was very excited for me to come down, and um, I just felt really welcomed and um, excited to transition to college and um, start a new part of my life. So it was pretty exciting, um, and so yeah. What's Okay, so take me then through the challenges of working as hard as you do in the gym. Uh, you add in schoolwork. You add in a lot. I mean, I don't know. Chelsea can attest to this. I don't know if we've ever had anyone that draws as much media attention as Maggie Nichols does <laughs> on the women's gymnastics scene. What's that balance been like for you first time truly away from home for more than a couple of months? Um, well, when I first got here, it was kind of hard to get used to. Um, definitely harder than I was expecting. But um, after I got in like the swing of things and got into routine of you know going to gym, going to school, going back to gym, and then go to tutoring and everything like that, I kind of got into a routine and got used to the challenges of um, doing a lot of gymnastics and a lot of schooling. So, um, but it's pretty, pretty cool the challenge, and I'm really enjoying it. All right, take me through Friday into Saturday. Um, I think one of the coolest moments, and that's because I watch behind the scenes. I'm always looking for things off uh, of the main picture. And on Saturday, after you completed your beam routine, (laughs) KJ looked like someone who had just greeted her first child whenever you came (laughs) off the mat. That had to feel pretty special, knowing not only that you nailed it, but to see that excitement from Coach Kindler. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Friday I had a little bit of a mistake on beam. So um, coming back Saturday, I really wanted to, you know, show everyone that I could hit my routine like I do in the gym because I usually don't usually fall or, you know, wobble very much. So I just wanted to go out there and hit my routines like I've been doing in training. And um, 
I knew that KJ trusted me and the team trusted me to hit my routine, so I was really confident going up there. And, you know, seeing my team really excited and seeing KJ really excited, you know, made me really proud and happy that I hit my routine. When you see your team start, and obviously you, you did everything, but having the bye to start and then to see the way everyone started on bars, I mean, that just – it was jaw-dropping as a <laughs> spectator. Mm-hmm. What was it like as a performer, as an athlete, in the middle of it to see the tone you guys had set early on? Yeah, I mean, because I end on bar, so being able to watch my teammates, you know, nail routine after routine, sticking every single landing on bars, you know, was really motivating. And um, we just knew that that night was going to be something special just because we started off on such a high note. And um, it was just really exciting to see my team do so well in the, the first event. And then we just – the momentum kept, kept coming, and we kept um, crushing our routine, so it was pretty awesome. Meg, what's the celebration been like for you? How's How much has it meant to you? It's meant the world to me. It's been very exciting um, going to a lot of interviews and different things like that. And <laughs> like this? <laughs> yes. And then um, a lot of people, you know, like sending me nice messages and congratulating me all over campus. It's just very exciting, and um, I'm very honored. I would imagine, and uh, Jess, I'll let you fire away uh, whenever you want, but I would imagine that this was what you envisioned, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you said, hey, I'm going to go to college. It's not one of these moments where you're like, wow, we did it. This is mm-hmm. kind of how you envisioned it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, definitely it was one of my biggest goals. And, you know, I've dreamed about, you know, winning a national championship with my team. And, you know, watching them do it last year was very motivating. And I really wanted to experience it myself. So, you know, winning it this year was just, you know, so amazing. And um, I'm just really excited to, you know, work for it for next year. Maggie, you've talked about how, you know, this is the place that you've wanted to be and everything. And, and it was everything you could have hoped and imagined. But what was it about Oklahoma back when you could have gone? anywhere in the country or still, uh, you know, doing stuff for Team USA and and everything Mm -hmm. else. What was it about Oklahoma that you knew that this was the spot that you could do some great things? Yeah, um, definitely when I came here and visited, I just fell in love with the school. I mean, the coaches were so welcoming, and, you know, I felt like I was part of the family. They were just so kind and so genuine to me and, um, you know, really made me feel welcomed. And, you know, the girls were – um, so nice and so welcoming as well. And then the campus is amazing. And, you know, I felt like I had a very good balance between academics and gymnastics. And I don't know, I just felt like I was meant to be here. And um, so I just thought it was the perfect place for me. How much has the upperclassmen, if you will, meant mm-hmm. to you? Obviously, uh, with not just the way Chase performed, but the friendship that she's provided for you. Mm-hmm. What has that dynamic been like and how much has it helped you? Um, you know, all the seniors and upperclassmen are so amazing. I mean, we're just such a close-knit team. We're pretty much one big family because, um, you know, we always spend time together outside of the gym, inside of the gym, and our team atmosphere is just so amazing, and I think that's partly why we're so successful. And, you know, having Chase by my side, we've grown so close um, this year, and, you know, she's just a great mentor for me, and um, I'm so blessed to have her. Speaking of, did you, uh, I mean, I apologize if you guys have already talked about this, but did you see her first pitch last night? You know, yeah, I saw a video and she did like an aerial into it. Is <laughs> I called it a no, things. I called it a no-handed cartwheel. Is that even close to what <laughs> no, she, that's is perfect. it? That's Look great. at me, Jess. Look <laughs> at me. Uh, now with that said, you, you said, oh, that's Chase things. And we were joking about McKinsey dropping the trophy. Like, oh, that's a McKinsey thing. <laughs> you guys really seem to not only know each other, but. I don't know, Maggie, it seems like you guys have had a lot of fun together this year. Oh, yeah, we have tons of fun, you know, inside and outside of the gym, like I said. We're just so close, and, you know, um, I don't know, we just grow close every single day, and we know so much about each other, and it's just awesome to have such close friendships. Let me pose something that might be a little bit challenging for you, but when you came in, there's all kinds of hype, and obviously just coming off of what was the uh, Olympic trials, and I know your frustration Mm -hmm. there, but do you ever allow yourself to hear the noise? Do you do you see all the talk about you? Do you embrace it? It's not like there's anything negative, but you have a lot of people that talk about Maggie Nichols. Mm-hmm. Is it something you embrace? Um, yeah, you know, definitely. I see like the people talking about me on social media and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it's pretty cool and stuff, but I just try to go out there and, you know, have fun and do what I've been doing in training and, you know, do it for my team and everything like that. And, you know, I'm just really trying to enjoy myself and, you know, do the best that I can. So I just, um, I don't let it really get to me if it's anything that will give me like pressure or anything like that. But where did you get the nickname Swaggy Maggie? Um, Well, it kind of started a few years back. Um, Some of my friends just started calling me like, (laughs) 
swaggy because it rhymed with um, Maggie. And then the Justin Bieber song, um, it says the word swaggy in it. And they would say swaggy Maggie really fast. So that's kind of where it started. And then it kind of just kept growing and growing. And then people on social media started saying it. And then it kind of just became a nickname. What's, what's We n- love using it in our highlights. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the absolute best. It's the, it might be the best nickname in the history of Oklahoma. Thank you. What's next for you? So you get, mm-hmm. you get a little time off. Do you like that time off? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to embrace it? Or do you want to get back in the gym? Um, well, we get about two weeks off, and I think that's really nice just so we can rest and, you know, catch up on school and stuff. But, um, you know, I've already been back in the gym. I went wow. yesterday and, you know, did some cardio and some conditioning just so I can get, you know, the blood flowing. And, um, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too rusty when I come back. So hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Do, will you compete at all this summer? Uh, no, we get yeah. the whole summer off. And oh, wow. Not until next season we don't compete. Because, and Jess and I have talked about this a lot, and, Heck, you and I just talked about it during the break, but it's a much different world when you're complete, competing in college than mm-hmm. what you did leading up to college. So might your routine change during the summer from a rest perspective to better prepare you, or did you kind of know what to expect coming into your freshman year? Um, well, I kind of knew what to expect just because, you know, I've talked to the girls that were on the team and stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely different than elite gymnastics is elite. You know, you have a lot of competitions in the summer and college you don't. So it's kind of different for me, but I'm excited to, you know, experience it. That's awesome. Yeah, one Have more. You, ju- uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, being what you did or seeing what you did your freshman year, it was unbelievable. The gym slam, um, national titles, uh, everything that you've done. Do you have you had time to think about like what what maybe is to come? I mean, do you have uh, have you had thought about goals, um, or is it kind of just trying to take this one in? Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought too much about it. I'm kind of just kind of soaking in right now, you know, all the excitement and everything like that. But, you know, I've definitely, you know, looked back at the season and, you know, kind of said, wow, like, I can't believe I did that. And, you know, next year, I definitely want to go in and, you know, continue to um, accomplish the things that I accomplished this year and, you know, maybe accomplish more. But, um, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time and trying to improve every day and um, just enjoy the ride. Speaking of enjoying the ride, one final question. I'll let you go, and I appreciate all your time, Maggie. You have no idea. Uh, what was Friday night into Saturday like for this team? Because Friday night you competed early. You had all day. And then Saturday you competed late, and you had all day. We've heard about the meetings today, Coach, with a glass of water and how you guys were going to uh, end on empty. But yes. for you personally, how was it to battle the excitement? Maybe, I don't know if you get nervous, but the jitters and the nerves where you had to wait all day and you had almost 15 hours yeah. after whenever you competed your performance to when you competed again. Yeah, um, I think that we definitely, the team, we grew closer just because we are all sending each other like motivational quotes and, you know, saying like, guys, we're almost there. Like, are you guys so excited? And we were just trying to motivate each other and getting excited for the competition. And I thought that was really cool. And then we had that team meeting in the morning and, you know, that was just so motivating. I've never felt such emotion before. And we like had this feeling that we are going to, we were going to win it. And, um, you know, hearing KJ talk to us and, you know, Tom and Lou was pretty awesome. And, um, you know, it was just a great experience. It's going to be fun following Maggie over the next four seasons. She is without a doubt, one of the more special student athletes that dons the crimson and cream. And it's going to be fun to get to know her better, to cover her more, and just obviously watch her perform. Maggie Nichols, truly a standout. All right, we we heard from K.J. Kindler, and obviously she has done an incredible job leading this program. But what about her assistants? I don't know if we've ever had Lou Ball and Tom Haley on the program. So we started by asking, what was the post-title celebration like? Well... Uh, you simmer it a little bit, but we were, you know, so excited that night. We were up all night. We didn't sleep. I don't think any of the athletes slept. <laughs> so you're you're not really partying, but you're just reminiscing the moments and, and every little thing that happened through the whole meet. And then, you know, when you finally settled down, I did actually turn to KJ and I was like, what now? <laughs> you know? well, well, and what now was she was already on the road recruiting, yes. uh, as a matter of fact, yes. which is uh, pretty wild. How about for you, Coach Haley? What was that uh, moment like after uh, yet another championship, third in four years? Yeah, I just would reiterate what Lou said you know we just uh you sit around and you talk you start from the beginning of the year mm-hmm. obviously it's the goal and then you go through basically everything that occurred along the way then everything that occurred that night 
And then we just sat there and told a bunch of stories and <laughs> laughed our heads off. <laughs> well, the five o'clock a.m. Uh, well, the best story still was McKenzie dropping the trophy. I mean, does it get any better than that? I mean, you're sitting there celebrating, all of a sudden there goes tumbling the national championship trophy. Um, but this this run, coach, wasn't without a couple of, I guess, frustrations. And was Friday frustrating, or was Friday good to see this team face a, a little? And I do mean a little bit because you still won your session, but yeah. a little bit of adversity. Yeah. I think in the end it ended up being good for us. Uh, initially, it was you know we were concerned about little little details, but those are the things that you know we could fix. We could we could adjust, make those adjustments the next day. So we weren't necessarily worried about it. Um, but uh, and I wouldn't call it frustrating. Just things that needed to be addressed before we walked back in the arena the next day. Because I mean, in all in all reality, there wasn't a lot of adversity. I mean, this team had faced, at least from a score total. Now, as you mentioned behind the scenes, you guys see everything that you deal with. But, uh, Coach Haley, was it good to maybe see them pushed a little bit on Friday and then to answer the bell on Saturday? I think so. I mean, we've we've done the preliminary session before where we just blew through the whole thing pretty much like we did on Super 6 mm-hmm. without a lot of adversity. And then you kind of look at it and you go, can we repeat that again? Can we do that <laughs> right. same thing again? And so – like Lou said, I think it was really great for our team. Um, all right, so before we talk about what's next, Coach Ball, take me through what really caught your eye. When was that moment during the Super 6 where you thought, oh, my gosh, we are on tonight? Well, I think our whole staff would say it was pretty much right away. Um, we, we, we had an objective. We had a plan going in, and, and the whole thing was, you know, LSU had posted a 49-7 the day before on floor, and we were starting on bars, which we felt like was our best event, most consistent, highest-scoring event all year. So we knew we had to put a big number up against their floor score and uh, had to take it, take it to them, so to speak, right away and, and kind of get in their heads a little bit. And, and we did just that. The girls came out. They were on fire. They stuck every landing. Um, and I think it was a, a little bit in- intimidating. And, mm-hmm. and LSU was just a little bit off. They didn't have the same legs they had the day before. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd come out even Steven and then take it to the second rotation and see what happened. And we had a, we had a slight lead. So I thought that was a huge advantage for us. And then you follow that up with a uh, NCAA record-breaking uh, beam performance. Uh, and pretty much when beam was done, I felt like we had control of control of the meet. It, it was just up to us to execute and, and go to the next two rotations and, and do what we'd done all season. And I felt pretty good about it at that point. Same for you, Coach Haley? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think I kind of started to notice in warm-ups myself. You know, we warmed our first event, and it was okay. <clears throat> it wasn't terrible by any means, but each event got a little better, a little better. And we were warming up vault. We're kind of – we, KJ, myself, <laughs> we're standing back, lose over their coach in that event. And these girls are flying, man. I mean, they are flying. And you could just tell that they were about to hit a peak. I could tell. And I, I just kind of made the observation that our best stuff was with us that night, and we just needed to ride that wave. It's such an interesting balance because if you think about other sports, you get all jacked up. You go, yeah. you know. It, it, there's like yeah. this kind of controlled aggression, if you will. So, Coach Paul, how do you how do you balance that where you have that energy and you see it in warm-ups? Like, we're on. But then you got to make sure that it's maintained a little bit. Yeah, and, and we usually kind of go the opposite route. We kind of try and keep them, you know, their emotions a little bit contained and a little bit down so that they're level-headed. And we kind of went against the grain for us as a staff and and got them a little bit riled up that morning and, and pressed their emotions a little bit early, and I think that helped a little bit. So by the time they were at the meet, they were already, you know, they had kind of gone, got a little adrenaline in them and, and got it out of their system. And then, uh, like Tom said, we, they were able to just ride that all day. Uh, started that morning with a, with a team meeting and – and basically went right into the warm-ups and carried through the whole meet. And they, they were pretty ramped the whole time. Like, if you we, – we were a little concerned as a staff. KJ <laughs> sitting on the floor. Our girls are in the, in the corral dancing and jumping up and down. And we, we end on the two-leg events, and I'm, I'm having the same thoughts. I'm like, are they going to have enough legs to finish this thing? So. <laughs> well, it's an interesting balance, too, because it is a team sport, but it's so individual in that you're, you're focused on making sure you do everything for your event – to help the team. And I thought Coach Ball mentioned something interesting. You know, put up a number, kind of get in someone's head. Do you think maybe looking back now, putting up that big number early on the bars, people started looking at the scoreboard a little bit, maybe try to push a bit? I mean, could that have been a tone setter for this team on Saturday? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. From the moment Chase drilled that dismount, uh, you could tell something was going to happen. And then it was just one after another. And I I would say by the fourth bar routine – Everybody in the arena knew that Oklahoma was on fire, 
and it wasn't just like a one event on fire that they were going to be on fire the whole time, kind of an attitude. 11 years, 11 years together. Um, could you have imagined the first day everyone stepped in the gym together, uh, and Coach Ball, I'll start with you on this. Could you have imagined that we would be in the position we are now, not just with the national championships, because everyone foresees success, right? But to see gymnastics where it is, you know, to see, uh, I don't know, it seemed like it was mostly Sooner fans on Saturday and, and Friday, and to <laughs> yeah. see the passion and the following that this program has developed. Yeah, I mean, I think us three as a staff, we, we thought it was definitely possible. We had goals coming in and uh, shared those goals with Joe Castiglione and basically told him, you know, what it was going to take. And, you know, he held up his end of the bargain on, on what it was going to take. And we held up our end of the bargain on what it was going to take. And I really felt like early on we had, we had the right, uh, you know, the right chemistry as a staff and as a team to, to make this thing happen. To think that by now, you know, 11 years in, we would have won three national championships. I don't know that I would have predicted <laughs> that, but sure feels good. Uh, <laughs> I love the energy and the passion that people have for gymnastics. And again, being I, I, I use this disclaimer a lot, still new to understanding the sport and understanding at least the college version of the sport. But Coach Haley, to see that passion around this area, not just with what uh, KJ and, and you guys have done with the women's program, but see what Mark has developed and to see kind of the national prominence of Oklahoma gymnastics. It's got to be a it's got to be a pretty special feeling. It's super special. You know, we've. We've been a part of that development here, you know. And then walking on campus, it was, it was men's gymnastics. You know, they were they were for sure. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about gymnastics, they were the king, and 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 we absolutely aspired to bring the women's program up to their level and share in that that uh, dominance. You know, um, so they were obviously very inspirational to, towards our 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 climb. Um, but it's been it's been really really great to be a part of. It was interesting. I was talking to Nicole about this, and there is that balance as a coach between who you need to get on to motivate them and who you kind of need to give a little space. And she used a great way to describe it. It seems you guys knew the buttons to push and you knew exactly what to do. That's that's years in the gym together. But how much of a challenge can that be, Coach Ball, to really truly understand what can motivate an, an athlete? Well, it is, it's very much an individual thing, and uh, uh, one perfect example was one of our athletes in the prelims was not having her best day, and uh, I kind of got on her in the corral right after that, and uh, she wasn't too happy about it, <laughs> but uh, when we were done and we had won a championship, you know, she comes up uh, at the pizza party that we had after, after the meet, and she's like, hey, let's get a picture. I'm like, I was like, are you sure you want a picture with me? I said, aren't you still mad at me from when I, when I got on you yesterday? And she's like, no. You know, she basically said, you know, I needed it. That's what that's what I needed to get me, you know, to the right place. And, uh, you know, and follow that up with the fact that, and, and Tom can speak to this a little bit. We, we as a staff sat up till two, three in the morning that night in between the two sessions talking about which buttons to push and how to get it done and get them in the right place mentally to where they would come out and, and be able to, you know, go hard, but do it in the, do it in the right way and, and, and be on. When you're up till two or three in the morning, does that involve a dry erase board? Is there uh PowerPoints? How is it just a, a coffee table and conversation? What's that like coach? Uh, all of the above minus the whiteboard. <laughs> we didn't bring a whiteboard with us, <laughs> but there's some notepads, there's some phones, there's some, you know, but it's a, just a lot of uh, a banter back and forth, you know, and, and like we said, how do we, how do we flip this thing and get these guys in the right mind frame? Because they had done the work mm -hmm. to win a championship. But at that moment and that night, it's really what's going on between the years. It comes down to that because you can absolutely take all of that training and throw it in the garbage can if your head's not in the right spot. So yeah. we just had to flip the script on them. All right, I got a break. I got to go. But before I let you guys go, and I, and I really appreciate you doing this because you guys have been obviously the center <laughs> of this championship run with Coach Kindler. But uh, I have to ask the question, what's next? So where, where do we go from here? Championship celebrations. We get a couple weeks off. What about for you guys? Well, we, we kind of talked about that. And what's next is, you know, we, we got a little bit of recruiting to take care of this summer. Um, and then nothing changes. I mean, if it's not broke, you know, you don't, you don't need to try and fix it. So we'll tweak it a little bit. We'll enhance it. We'll, we'll individualize it for this next team. We always talk about every team is different. You know, this is this year's championship. Last year was last year's championship. We talk about defending national champions. But, you know, there's people that were on this team that weren't defending anything. They were first timers. So each team has their own 
rallying call to, to, to get to to get to what their final goals are. What a group. They've been together the whole way. 11 seasons in Norman, thanks to Coach Ball and thanks to Coach Haley. And as you can tell, guys, we definitely are going to have to get on the podcast more. Incredible stories. And you know what? I loved what Coach Ball said about, hey, you know, there was one of our student athletes. I had to get on her. I had to try to motivate her and fire her up. And then when we were done, there she was to celebrate what a what a truly special job they've done in developing this squad. All right. Let's pay off the tease off the top of this program. We brought up the fact that there was a little accident with the championship trophy. And our next two guests, Natalie Brown and Mackenzie Walford, are going to give us the details. But unfortunately, Mackenzie is the one that kind of has to take responsibility for the mistake. Yeah. What's the fallout been like for that for you? <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty embarrassing. But <laughs> I don't know. It's something I would do for sure. And guess it's a memorable moment at nationals so it's a way to go out for sure <laughs> natalie brown is in here with us as well too you had the other kind of i guess we can say controversial moment uh, yeah from the from the weekend which happened on friday can you take us through what and, and again like i've told you guys many yeah. times oh by the way welcome into the show thank, uh, thank you <laughs> sorry i just we, we've been talking for like 10 minutes so we, okay. i finally thought let's just get after it from your frustration level when they said you had stepped out on the floor. Yeah. Um, I, and you know that everyone's talking about it from the perspective of they missed it. From a mental perspective, how challenging is it to kind of try to overcome that and rally? It was definitely kind of frustrating, especially once I figured out that they can't change the score once they post it. Because there was video evidence and, like, people were sending photos saying that I didn't go out of bounds and, like, I knew I didn't go out of bounds, but sometimes you just have to forget about it and move on to the next day. Who, so who do you lean on? In other words, when you're angry and you're mad and you know you've been wronged, is it just an inner thing or do you talk to KJ? Do you talk to your teammates? Oh, I let it out. <laughs> yeah, she really does. She's not I'm not scared. afraid. Yeah, uh, definitely turn to my teammates. And I definitely went up to my coaches. I was like, I did not go out of bounds and I wasn't going to like hold it in. So there's no... Like process to go through. It's not like you can throw a challenge flag or anything. Uh-huh. In pr- regular season, you can. Yeah, right. It's not postseason. Mm, yeah. That's crazy. Well, beyond that, now yeah. we got all the, the, the crazy stuff, the yeah. dropping of the trophy, the bad <laughs> call. Uh, McKinsey, what's this last 48 hours been like? Uh, it's been pretty whirlwindish for you guys, hasn't yeah, it? for sure. It's definitely, it still feels surreal. Like, honestly, that was the perfect night, and I doesn't feel real yet, I think. It hasn't really set in, but we've had appearances here and there, so it's been exciting. You, uh, do you get a chance to truly enjoy it? I mean, obviously you had – it was a weird celebration to begin with, and not anything against you guys, where mm. you had clinched it, and yet here's UCLA still performing on the yeah. floor, and they're still having to do their routine. But from that perspective, have you really got a chance to immerse yourself in the celebration yet? I think we have, yeah. it's It'll be like soaking in for a while because it's a big accomplishment, and it's like our third one to win, so it's just exciting. And honestly, watching UCLA too, it – was fun to do because we love their team. So, How about for you, Natalie? Uh, I felt the exact same. Um, we actually got to watch one of our former teammates, Madison Koshin, who's an Olympian, um, on the floor, and that was really exciting because we got to cheer her on and support her. What is um, the environment like there? Because I – I grew up in St. Louis, but they did not have that arena whenever I was growing up there. And then you pack it, which what seemed to be a very yeah. pro-Sooner crowd. Yeah. So what was that like, Natalie? It was craziness. And um, when we walk in at the beginning of the meet uh, to do the national anthem, like it's insane and all the lights are off and people are screaming and yelling. And it's just like so exciting because you get to show all your hard work. And it's really amazing. And all of our fans that came out. Um, we love you. Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> and for McKenzie, obviously, it's it's an excitement level that is unmatched. Mm-hmm. But you got to kind of channel it a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that the thing was we were dancing around and stuff the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I think some of that actually let out some of the energy that we had, which was good for, like, bars and beam and then floor and vault for sure, too, because you don't want to have – you want to get that, like, middle ground. And I think it was really good. It Was it hard to open on a buy? At all? I mean, or is that no, something you're like used that. to? We you like, like that? Yeah, because it gets you to, like, you have time to rest and yeah, settle in and, and prepare. Yeah. I, can I bust myself out here? Yeah. Whenever you guys didn't start right away, it hadn't it hadn't registered to me that you're on a bye. And I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're holding us back right now. They're, they're, they're yep. calling Natalie yep. Brown out when she's in yesterday. <laughs> yep. Now they're not letting. But uh, so that's a good home. thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then you start on bars, and it almost seemed as if 
McKenzie, there was a tone set there. Uh, Chase started things off with a 985. Uh, you nail it with a 985 as well, too. It was almost as if from that moment, mm-hmm. we kind of knew, didn't yeah. you? Didn't you I feel something so. different? Yeah, even oh. from warm up. And then whenever Chase nailed that landing, I was like, we've got this. Yeah. I actually started crying and I was like, <laughs> I cannot cry. Yet. <laughs> I have to compete still. <laughs> so then we go to the beam, yeah. and it kind of. Th- that was a place, I don't know, we're going to have Maggie on later, and Natalie, yeah. maybe you're going to test it. There was a little bit of frustration Oh yeah. the day before, but For then sure. you guys went out and just absolutely crushed it. Yeah, we made a few mistakes the day before, and um, Maggie made her first mistake of the year, I think, and she got very frustrated because she is a perfectionist, <laughs> which I understand, I am too, but that it was good that it happened that day and not the next day. It was really cool. Uh, to watch it as, mm-hmm. as a fan. But then, of course, you have this incredible balance where you guys compete, and you're there at, what, 8 in the morning on Friday. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then you don't do anything until 8 o'clock at night yeah. on Saturday. So, well, take me through the day then on Saturday. You know you're in the Super 6, but you got all day to wait around. Yes. I just, honestly, I woke up and I just wanted to compete. But <laughs> honestly, it being later kind of gave us a little bit more energy it made us more awake because the day before we weren't used to competing that early so it was definitely something new we got to go shopping yeah we got to go shopping <laughs> yeah i heard there's been obviously a lot made mckenzie about how much you guys met mm-hmm. after friday night and obviously i know you don't want to give away too many secrets yeah. but what was that like the team meeting on saturday morning just set the tone for the whole day kj okay. made it very short and sweet didn't have papers or anything and it was like very to the point. I can't say what she yeah, said, we can't but say it. it was like <laughs> it was exactly the, what we needed. It was the it best wasn't, talk. Yeah, it wasn't like sentimental. It was just like let's do this thing, and then and then right before or right after warm ups, um, Tom like gave us another talk, and that was like, like yeah, so like motivational. Like you got this. Like we see it in you. She even threw a glass of water. In oh the yeah, meeting. she <laughs> did. She might get mad. Like, on, no, it's like end on empty. So yeah, she's like, you empty. see this water and like threw it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's that empty. is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Now, when you said she threw it, in my mind, it was one of these motivational take the glass oh, yeah. and throw it off the wall and let's go. But it was, like, no. It oh, was, really? No, but she like had the glass in her hand still, but she like touched the water. She, she was meaning business. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys went out and proved it as well, too. I got time for two more quick ones, one yeah. for each of you. So, uh, Mackenzie, sentimental, senior. Last meet, mm-hmm. you're walking away with three national championship rings. I, again, can you even put into words what this time has meant for you at Oklahoma? Honestly, it's meant everything to me. I think our class really started off the winning streak. I mean, to be the first three or win the first three national championships is something that I'll never forget. And I couldn't have done it without like my team and coaches. And uh, that's awesome. And that for yeah. you, you you got to come back now. Yep. They, these are pretty high expectations. Yep. No you- <laughs> I know I'm a senior. What is this? Well, and you got some time now. Yeah. But what now happens next? You guys get a chance to celebrate a little yeah. bit, but how quickly do you get back in the gym? What- um, we got a couple weeks off actually, and then. Get back to business. And finally, we wrap things up with Oklahoma native Alex Marks and senior Nicole Turner, who transferred to Oklahoma after spending a majority of her career in Corvallis at Oregon State. And obviously, it was not really a tough decision for her to decide to go from Corvallis to Norman. Um, I just had really big dreams. I mean, I'd always wanted to be a part of a national championship team. And uh, Oklahoma is close to home for me. And just looking at their team, you know, at different meets, they just looked so, you know, unified. And they looked like they were always having so much fun. And that was something that I really wanted to be a part of. So I decided that coming here would be a good opportunity for me. Guess a little different for you too, Alex, because as an Oklahoman, as someone that grew up relatively close to Norman, was this something you always wanted to do? Was this a place you always wanted to be? Yeah, actually when I was little, I wanted to be an OU cheerleader and then (laughs) things just kind of took a turn and I ended up in the gymnastics program, but yeah, it's pretty awesome. How did you end up and what was, uh, what's the (laughs) gymnastics scene like in Cushing, Oklahoma? I actually train in the city, which is like an hour and a half from my uh, home, but I don't know. It's just... I mean, it was kind of a small gym, so it was kind of nice. But also uh, in that, too, you um, you got to learn from a lot of really cool people, didn't you, when yeah. you were growing up as well. So you trained in Oklahoma City, yeah. right? Nicole, take me through kind of where you started, because as you mentioned, you went to Oregon State, mm-hmm. but it's not too terribly far from home, right? 
Yeah, so... It, Norman is, I guess I should say. Right, right, right. Yeah. Corvallis, really far away from home. <laughs> yeah, Norman, much far. different story. Um, I actually trained at Texas Dreams Gymnastics in Coppell, and then for my senior year, my coaches who were there left and went to a gym in Allen, Texas, and that's where I did... I finished up my um, club career, which was like an hour and 15 minutes from my house. So I kind of did that and then went off to Oregon State and then ended up transferring to Oklahoma. Now, you, you talk about an hour and a half drive you would have to train. You had an hour and a half drive to train as yeah. well, too. Can we even begin to put into words, Nicole, the commitment your family uh, has made to? Oh, my goodness. Uh, looking back, I'm like, thank you, Mom and Dad, for everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It's pretty intense. And, um, you know, I have a younger brother and sister, and they were always, you know, in the car driving me back and forth or having to sit through really long gymnastics meets. So it is a huge sacrifice, not just from, you know, the athlete, but from the whole support system, from the whole family. And Alex, you were saying, you know, your mom's going and getting another degree yes, right now is. too. So that commitment's got to make you feel pretty special, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you, from day one, you wanted to be a Sooner, right? I did. <laughs> but as you mentioned, things change. What pulled you back towards Oklahoma to make sure that you wanted to compete here? I don't know. Honestly, like just like growing up like in Oklahoma and just like knowing that I have like all these people who have helped me like along the way. And it's just like cool to like have them like so close and like they're like at every home meet. And it's just like it's just like nice. It's like they got to see me grow. And like now they're like seeing me finish out my career. And it's that, just like really cool. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Nicole Turner, Alex Marks in studio with us as we celebrate the 2017 national. I keep wanting to say 16th, <laughs> but they did it then too. 2017 national championship. Nicole, you were given some great perspective during the break on what caught your eye Friday and then to see that kind of other level on Saturday. And again, not as if anyone was overly concerned, but after Friday, it wasn't a typical Oklahoma performance. What kind of clicked for this team, you think? Um, Yeah, Friday, I definitely uh, saw some nerves out there. And I think it was because we didn't want to mess up. And Mm -hmm. that was, you know, that has to be the last thought going through your mind at a meet like that. And uh, KJ just kind of pulled us all together after the meet was over and said, congratulations, you know, you're advancing on to tomorrow. And the best thing about right now is that it's in the past, it's over with, and we can look forward to, you know, fixing those little mistakes that we had on night one. And I think that's really what kind of made Saturday so special is that we just, you know, we left it all out there. We could not have done anything more. And we were just having fun and all the nerves were gone. And it it's an I'll never forget. Nicole, how the the end on empty idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a great way to look at it. You didn't leave yeah. anything out there. And I think we saw that play out as well, too. I know that everyone has their, you know, kind of sayings that they use for teams. Mm -hmm. I think one of the baseball ones I saw one time was nine guys pulling on a rope in the same direction or, you know, you you hear. But end on empty really seemed to fit for this team because what I saw on Saturday was a team that really did leave it all out there. You see the same thing as well? For sure, yeah. I mean, like looking back, I do not think we could have done anything more. I think uh, somebody like pulled up stats from like our stick rate and it was like 96% or something yeah. like that. And that's just absolutely insane. You know, you have to be on at this, you know, the specific time and we peaked right then and we really did leave it all out there. I mean, we have been chasing this since August and, you know, mm-hmm. another one of our sayings this year was commit to three, you know, commit to three championships and, you know, the, everything that it's going to take to make that championship, you know, happen. And just knowing that everything that we have put in since August, like it paid off is the greatest feeling ever. And uh, unfortunately it's your senior season, but pretty nice way to go out, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I could not have asked for anything more. I came to Oklahoma to win a championship and I got two out of it. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. And for you, Alex, now you've, you've, you're back. You've got two more seasons. Yeah. What does the, I don't know, the pressure, maybe the excitement come with the expectation level of a team that's won back-to-back champs, that's yeah. won three championships in the last four years? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a huge motivator for you, isn't it? It really is. Like, we can't also, like, think of, like, the end product. Like, we also have to focus, like, on the process. And, like, I think that we did a really good job with that last season, like, just focusing, like, on the process of, like, preseason, then regular season, then postseason, the nationals. And it's just, like, we can't overwhelm ourselves with just thinking, like, we have to win two more national championships. Right. We just have to think of, like, the process and, like, that's how we're going to get there. Nicole, what advice would you give to these younger gymnasts as they prepare to try to go out and defend a national championship for the third time and find another level? Um, I would definitely say give it your all every single day. I mean, looking back over last season, there is not one time where I went into the gym where 
anybody was relaxed. I mean, we were constantly pushing each other, and that's what makes a great team. I mean, there were times where, you know, the lineups were changing and people were constantly pushing each other. I mean, it's a really good, like, competition inside the gym with with all of the teammates. And after the meet, um, Natalie came up to me, and she gave me a hug, and she said, you know, thank you for all you did because you were right on my tail every single day in the gym and that's, that's awesome. what made me better and I looked right back at her and I said that's what makes great teammates is whenever you're constantly pushing each other so just go into the gym every single day and don't ever leave without saying you know what I gave everything I had and you know it's everyone's got a different personality so for some mm-hmm. people they need someone on on their backside and, right. and but other people maybe just need a, a, a gentle push but yeah. that's the thing that caught my eye Nicole is not just from KJ on down to Coach Ball to Tom to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if they got what each individual personality needed. Yeah. You think that's a fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah. It, if they got to get on them, they get on them. They if do. they got to let them have a little room, it seems like they understood They definitely know that. what makes each of us tick, and I think that's part of it. I mean, really, like, knowing the athlete and knowing what they need, that's a, one of the reasons why Oklahoma is the way it is. Hey, uh, tell me what's next, Alex. So you guys get a chance to celebrate for a little bit. When are, uh, are you already back in the gym? What's kind of the process now? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we have two weeks off. Nice. And then after that, we start training summer training it's more relaxed and then in august preseason starts again that's when the real grind begins so good luck like i said one of our longest episodes ever and understandably so three-time national champions back-to-back pure domination thanks so much for hanging out with us on the sooner sports podcast we've got a big series this weekend for ou baseball they take on kansas friday saturday and sunday and a huge series over in rita hines field as Oklahoma welcomes in Baylor. All those games are sold out, but we'll have them for you on the Sooner Radio Network. Thanks to all of our guests, from Nicole Turner to Alex Marks, Maggie Nichols, Chase Caps, Natalie Brown, Mackenzie Wofford, and, of course, Lou Ball, Tom Haley, and K.J. Kindler of the National Championship winning OU women's gymnastics team. Hey, who knows? Maybe next weekend we'll have another national champion to celebrate as the OU men's gymnastics team is in search of their third straight title under head coach Mark Williams. We'll go in-depth when that happens next weekend, but until then, everyone have a great weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.